It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out? Until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl, Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slays. Come, Come take, take a, a BRK. BRK. You ready to Kiki Frizz? Let's do it. Honey, how you feeling? You feeling good today? Feeling good today after the long weekend. And some good new tea to discuss for the Real Housewives of Atlanta, ladies. Yes, honey, they came in on Juneteenth in the words of the ancestors and came to bless us with some tea. So shall we get into the peaches? Let's do it. So we return back to Sonya's infamous cooking class where Mother Richards was the only one that was cooking. Mm-hmm. Drew has arrived. She's in the building Throwing a little shade here and there, but she's here nonetheless. And Miss Richards Ross decides that the winner of the twerk off, excuse me, the, what is it? The wine competition? The wine off. The wine off, if you will. Honey, she announces that the winner is not only Marlo Hampton, but that as a winner, you get to wear one of the four gold medals that Miss Science Richards Ross owns honey what were your thoughts on that i mean i was waiting down to the moment that she was gonna bust out the gold medals um but i thought it was a cute moment i mean she is a winner like on a (laughs) on a global level and what better prize than to wear an authentic gold medal from the olympics i mean marlo said she was gonna melt it down and make a gold chain honestly and i wouldn't blame her (laughs) Honey, she talk about so she love it archive piece, which you know she does. Right. Talk about so she gonna melt it down, bitch. Not repurposing the gold medal. I'm not mad at that either. So then we get more into Drew and Sonya's situation and we go back into the makeup. I was feeling some kind of way when Drew was making it seem like someone did Sonya's makeup for free when in reality it was $25. Like, girl, you are really stretching it. But then why was she bringing up that she hadn't paid the $25? I was confused on like... What point are we making with this whole makeup situation? Um, And I mean, also, why was the makeup so cheap? There were a lot of questions that swirled in my head. Um, But no, that was so shady for no reason. It was so annoying. And my thing is, she even, Drew even brought up that Sonya is clout chasing. It just started getting really messy to me. Yep. And you know, the mama had to step in too, because she wasn't, she wasn't with the shits. I really, I really wasn't understanding the clout chasing. I mean, I guess... She was referring to the Mommy Nation shoe and how um, Sonya asked the ladies, you know, they did the follower count to break down why she invited only Candy and Kenya to the shoe. I really just feel like Drew is reaching at this point. She was just feeling some type of way that Sonya called her out in front of the group, but we all know that that's the name of the game. Um, really, these conversations don't happen in siloed or independently and even if it did happen off not off camera but if it did happen on a one-on-one basis the conversation still would have been brought back to the group so she's just being like a sore castmate if you will but i did want to ask you how do we think sonya handled the whole situation do we think she handled it the right way like is or is drew validated in the way that she feels honestly like i'm sort of on sonya's side in this disagreement because if you think about it, for one, Drew does talk over people. She does a very bad job of doing that. And she does make those little facial expressions, meaning they're like, oh, I ain't into it, da, 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 whatever. And she's also 
fake. She'd be exaggerating things, you know, drop it with Drew. Is it, is it not a business? Like she just be doing the most. And I think Sian has picked up on that. And, you know, she was mentioning how Sian is going from zero to a hundred real quick. When in reality, no, you done pissed her off. And I feel like this Sian being like, I've been trying to be cool. I've been trying to be chill, but now you get on my damn nerves and I'm just going to have to spaz on you. So then at least maybe that'll get to you. So, I mean, could she have been more, you know, uh, tactful with her delivery? Maybe, but also she's probably just fed up with Drew's shit. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. That's how I feel. She, as in Sonya, sees through Drew's facade. I think in the beginning, since since she's so new, it took her a while to kind of figure it out. But she quickly kind of sees through the BS. Um, and yeah, she wasn't with it. For me, it was Drew throwing the baton over to Kenya to stir drama with Candy about the vibrating panties again. I'm like, why are we going back there? It really wasn't that deep. Yeah, Kenya had that conversation with Drew when they were one-on-one last episode, but I'm sure Kenya has made it very clear. I mean, she made it very clear in the moment that she wasn't down for the idea. Um, So that was kind of like a throwaway drama moment. And for me, that just kind of like, I don't understand Drew's motivation behind it. It just was like trying to be messy and trying to um, stir drama elsewhere in the group. But it didn't need it to be stirred honestly she was just trying to get the attention off of her because she knew the seat was hot the block was hot on drew and she didn't want attention on her so she was like okay let me bring up this little nugget that kenya had about candy with the vibrating toys honey for me in that scene it was candy shaded uh kenya for her role in twa it was twa for me not the lead in twa bitch the movies used to be fast honey they used to be so grown and promiscuous so honey miss kenya more acting debut twa get into it honey you remember twa bitch i definitely stuck and watched twa a few times no for real i never watched it all in totality because i would always have to like turn the channel whenever my parents came around but i definitely saw a few clips of it it used to come on Cinemax or something like that back in the day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That is tea to me. I had to look up Twa, but... You had never heard of Twa? No. Girl, yes, there's a Twa and a Twa too, bitch. Honey, I was fast. <laughs> How do you have a Twa too? <laughs> Honey, it was a mess. But let me ask you this. What is Twa? Menage a Twa. Duh. Never mind. Yeah, Menage a Twa. So it was three people up there on that movie poster. So I put two and two together there. Candy partner. Candy was like, not the um, star of Twa having something to say about a vibrator. That's what she said, dude. Candy was stressed. Candy was like, y'all got my blood pressure up in this dinner. Candy, they have been coming from Candy since the beginning. First charade. Yes. And now Kenya. So she's like, look, I'm tired of both y'all asses. She said, my name is Bennett and I ain't in it. And honey, you know, Joy- uh, Miss Joyce has a few comments as well no one controls my vagina only i control my vagina i was like well thank you for that comment miss joyce she was like what y'all are talking about right now is insignificant i was like oh okay joyce tell us how you really feel you know mama joyce is an og when it comes to the drama with these ladies so she just had to throw her ring in there as well mm-hmm. and i must say mama joyce i know we said this last week but she looks good honey i don't know what is new she does look good it's on point all right honey what happened next so from there we see marlo heading to um a women's expo um where she is some type of keynote speaker um we also learn about her nonprofit um for 
young girls in the foster care system. She gives a little bit of her background, um, her history with the foster care system when she was a young girl, um, and just kind of all of that paying it forward that she's doing in the community, which is beautiful. Um, she got up there and talked about her, her again, her nonprofit, Glam It Up. Um, and honey, a quote that I wrote down from that moment, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. <laughs> Marlo, motherfucker Hampton, okay? She is a woman of minty hats. She plays many roles for the community. One being philanthropist, okay? She goes and gives back to these young girls and fills them up with positive affirmations and experiences and shows them they can be more than what their history is or what their upbringing goes. And I am so, I love that for her. Like, she is just continuing to peel back the layers for me because I had no clue. I knew she was had some sort of um, charity or whatever, but I didn't really know, like, the gravity of it and, like, how in, intense she was with involved with it or whatever. And learning that was really cool to see. So, honey, I was a fan of this scene for sure. What I loved about this moment is... Um, to your point, Marlo, this is just her breakout season. I mean, it's her first season. She really hit the ground running and she's really showing us how multifaceted she is. I, for one, I can say on record that I'm surprised by the many different sides of Marlo. I wasn't expecting to see the Monty, the businesswoman, the philanthropist, how she's showing up for her community and especially her family and her friends, right? In this group of women. Um, before all we saw from Marlo were just fashions and shade. Whereas now she's taking the fashions and the shade to the next level and really just showing us that full picture. Speaking of the fashions, did you get into the fit for the conference for the expo? You know, I was going to bring it right back around to you. That bodysuit underneath the black skirt. Oh my God. I have to, I have to repeat that, that exact same idea. I had to tell the 40 inch piece, the bow on the side, just so eloquently placed. She's so good. I think also what I love about Marlo is that she's taking a front row seat as far as like building her narrative as and her storyline, if you will. Like you're seeing all different aspects. Yes, you're going to get the drama. Yes, you're going to get the reads. Yes, you're going to get the fashion. But you're seeing the depth. You're seeing the family, which we'll get more into later. You're seeing like, you know, different aspects that you didn't know. And again, it goes back to what she said earlier in the season um, about that 360 experience. You know, you get that full picture. And most importantly, it's believable and it's true. Cough, cough, Drew. Like, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't feel fake. It doesn't feel like... Oh, she's reaching. It seems like an organic story about a Monty living in Atlanta. And I, a glamorous Monty at that. And I love it. I love every aspect of her storyline this season. Everyone. Yeah. So it just added to see how she really, quote unquote, got it out the mud. She had a troubling childhood. Um, obviously, we know about her past history with the law. Um, and honestly, now that we have kind of that color to fill in, um, these moments, it makes sense as far as, again, the, her journey to where she is in her life now. And I mean, damn, she had nine mugshots or however many, but can't even blame the girl now that we see where she's come from and what she's made out of her life. So it's kudos to Marlo for me. And again, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Not me telling myself that my new mantra. Honey, not Marlo Hampton, the motivator, child, the motivational speaker. How did add motivator to the list? Honey, she's a multi-hyphenate. Well, after Marlo finishes at the expo, she goes to take a call from our girl Drew. Honey, the service was a little spotty. 
But we got into Drew's tea um, and her feelings with Sonya simultaneously. We also get a little peek into Sonya telling the family all the drama and all the shades and stuff. And honey, I want to say that um, Mama Ross, Mama Richards Ross, Mama Richards, I guess, right? Richards, yes. Ross is, we know Ross. We know Ross. Hey, Ross. <laughs> BRK says, hey, Ross. Come on the pod, Ross. Mama Richards says something that I pointed out last week and I wanted to reiterate in that Sonya did the right thing with not inviting Drew to that professional event because to Mama Richard's point, it would have been crazy. They wouldn't have gotten anything done. It would have been drama, drama, drama. And so like, why even do that? Let's not invite this person. Let's kiki later on when we could truly have a conversation. And so I wanted to point that out because I remember last week we were discussing whether or not Sonya was being petty or not. And yeah, maybe you can look at it as petty, but I look at it as her trying to save Drew from getting embarrassed like she did this week, okay? Which we'll talk about later. We definitely learned our lesson from um, Brooklyn's party that these women will turn up um, whenever they're all together in one scene. So yeah, I echo that it was the right decision. Um, for me, it was the um, the gunshot fire. <laughs> okay, honey, from Sonya's father? Yes! Honey, okay, so I have, um, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but I wanted to state that I think Sonya's father is an attractive older man. Oh, absolutely. His smile is gorgeous. His skin is gorgeous. And honey, I got into his tea with her mom on Instagram, honey. I shared it with you earlier. They are iconic. And so that gunshot thing, I wasn't even surprised because it's just like his personality is giving, you know, that energy that like, I am the shit. Hell, even Sonya was like, bitch, I'm looking for clout. I am the clout. I said, ooh, talk your shit, runner. Talk your shit. Yeah, her family really supports her, um, which is dope. She has a strong family unit. Unit. I was thinking about the same thing about the daddy. In fact, he looks like he kind of favors like, Ross, but like an older version with that dark skin, that nice smile, and the grays, mm -hmm. that salt and pepper, if you will, vibe. Yeah, no, she has beautiful parents, so it 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 makes sense. Honey, so what you're saying is we got to find a Jamaican man. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> Based on historical research, that is actually opposite of what i say no shade but i will give props where props are due and that is a very beautiful wholesome family again they support sonya in a very genuine way i mean i'm sure if my mom and my parents were up on national television they're going to be in my corner rooting for me the cherry on top is that sonya really wasn't wrong in her approach um towards drew and the whole situation so yeah it seems like you know Mama and Papa Richards, they are building up their own social media presence. They're following. They're doing the little reels, the TikToks, if you will. And I can't be mad at it because they're in Atlanta trying to make a life for themselves as well. And why not ride that wave? Honey, and they're shady bunch because it was a sis um, calling out Drew Sedora's um, role in the game for me. She said she won't even Melanie. I said, bitch, I know that's right. Read her. And you know what? Did she play? Was she was she the chick that cheated or something? What what you tell me? Honey, you know I'm a the game connoisseur bitch. She played herself, Drew Sedora, a singer who Derwin essentially cheated on Melanie with. Got it. Derwin was in Drew's 
music video at the video release party they kiss and melanie find out and it's just a hot ass mess bitch from there okay but she was only there don't get into it she was on there for about four or five episodes no shade drew i was about to say they said they didn't see the episode so it must have not been that long honey it's giving short lived. okay it's giving cameo extended cameo okay so that was like a nice um, transitional moment out of the dinner event, especially because her mom was there and kind of could speak firsthand to the experience with the lady. So that was kind of a good recap moment. From there, we park it on over at Chateau Charay and we see her therapy session with her therapist, life coach, all of the above. Um, of course, they're discussing Tyrone, um, her romantic life, that whole situation and next steps. I wrote down a couple things that were mentioned, some adjectives, if you will, during that session, how she felt coming out of that situation with Tyrone. Stupid, naive, it was just a fantasy. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, tell me, A, do you have the experience or have you ever dated somebody behind bars? Honey, that's not my ministry. But what I will say is I have had friends that have dated guys that have been incarcerated. And in all honesty, what the therapist told Sheree, it was a like a light bulb moment for me in that I feel like that's exactly what I've heard my friends go through. Because what happens is to the therapist's point or life coach, whoever, to his point, they are sitting in jail like all day with nothing to do but imagine and think and and just fantasize, if you will, about life outside. And so if they're constantly talking to you every day and you're having conversations and sometimes even pictures exchange, like they're building this relationship. And then when they finally have a chance to be in the relationship, it's like, oh, a different experience because now you have to actually do it. Some of my friends, I've seen situations where, like, when they come home, you know, it's a shit show. The The consistency isn't there anymore. They're not ready to commit there because the, the fantasy is gone and now it's responsibility. And so it sucks, you know, that Sheree has, has gone through this. And it honestly looks like that she still cares about him, which means that this may not be the end of um Sheree and Tyrone I feel bad for my girl I do hope she realizes that she is a prize like she can do so much better than a motherfucking Tyrone and that's no shade Tyrone I'm sure you were a great man but you left my girl hanging so that's all I can judge it from and you're trash in my mind for that and I feel like she could just do so much better I'm gonna throw a conspiracy out there conspire frizz what if Tyrone was all aboard gung-ho for the relationship with Sheree he loved, loves her, um, really wanted to pursue this relationship, I guess maybe eventual marriage, who, who knows, but he didn't want to be on the show. So we both know from past experience with these women, especially someone like Kenya, if you don't show everything, particularly your relationship, it's grounds for issues with the Bravo team. Um, so what if Tyrone was like, listen, I love you. I'm coming home. I want to be with you, but I do not which is a fair um, conviction. I do not want to be on the show, especially if there's no check attached for the men. Keep in mind. So then Sheree had to sabotage the situation with Tyrone on air so that it makes sense to us as viewers and Bravo that the relationship has gone south. They're not together. There's no need for us to pursue him to be on the show. Meanwhile, in the BP, the back pocket, Tyrone is there, Sheree is there living their best fantasy life, 
living it up, doing their thing. I mean, that is a fair conspiracy in my mind. Not only is that a fair conspiracy, I wouldn't be surprised if it's true. It's a tricky situation. Like, he is fresh out of jail. There are a lot of, you know, eyes on this. He could be like, I'm not comfortable. Or to flip that even even more so on his head, maybe Sheree isn't comfortable putting it out there like that either. Because it is an, a serious thing to go on a reality show with your significant other. So, honey... If that's the case, I would feel a lot better for my girl Sheree because right now it's giving this jailbird is stressing her out. Yeah, so that's, I don't know. That's just me being conspir- conspiracy theorist um, because, you know, realistically, like, out of, I feel like out of a population of 100, probably only 30% of people want to be on TV in any capacity. And Tyrone might just be in that 70%. And I don't blame him. Um so, honey, we will see how that will, continues to unfold. And maybe she she that's why she's leaving that door open. It's still going strong. He's just not going to be on this TV show. So, honey, that's my theory I'm going to throw out there. Honestly, I hope that that is the case for her. Either way, it sounds like the therapist is giving her some good advice to, you know, focus on her business. She by Sheree. You know, we got to get her a business manager, really ground what the mission is for the company. Because right now, they're going from joggers to yoga mats. And I just don't understand what the narrative is, Sheree. I'm with you 100%. I really want Sheree to just nail down what her POV is, what her brand is. I mean, she by Sheree, everyone knows she by Sheree. It would be unwise of her to leverage that. It's a platform. But, you know, it in the beginning, it was like a hot couture fashion line <laughs> coming out of Atlanta, Georgia. Then we went into athleisure with joggers i really don't know where joggers came from um i mean i understand it you know athleisure had had and is having its moment so i guess she wanted to ride that wave then it sounds like she's going into fitness accessories with the yoga mat and the water bottle which again makes sense for her you know since we know she's big fitness guru but i'm just confused how we went from hot couture to fitness accessories over a span of a decade um and at the end of the day I don't know about you, AJ, but I personally have never seen any products from She by Sheree, but we know that there's some progression happening on that front. So I'm very excited to see what she can spin up because at the end of the day, Sheree Whitfield is definitely someone who is one of Rahua fans' sweethearts. She's been there from the beginning. I just hope she goes full speed on the She by Sheree rebrand. Honey, same, because right now it's just really foggy for me. It was the throwback or flashback moments for me. Like the jogger comment on the reunion, everybody was so confused. Like she just kept throwing out things spring, summer, September. What are you saying, Sheree? So, yes, I agree. Take the therapist's advice. I think he's giving you some gems over there. Let's focus on the brand. Let's leave the man to the side for now, honey. Mm-hmm. So where do we go next after that? Child, so then we hit up Miss Candy Bird's Tucker, KBT, and Mr. Todd Tucker, Double T, if you will. And they're at their guest home cleaning out things. And honey, they started looking through some fashions. And <laughs> it was the sparkly hoodies for me and the white kimono type. <laughs> Even Todd was like, girl. Like, even Todd won't feel the looks. Like, you know if Todd ain't feeling the looks, Candy, we need to just up the fashions. I'm always so disappointed. 
not the guest house getting filled up with uh the junk stuff um no it from the looks of it they, and you know me once that flashed up on the screen i wanted to jump in there and start getting to organizing and cleaning because it was frustrating me like you have a whole guest house and that's getting all filled up imagine what the main house looks like so guest house is giving very much storage house for now um the fashions were a little bit less than um, that's all I'll say on that. So she see we see her call and reach out to Marlo about donating all of these extra clothing, accessories, etc., to her foundation. But Marlo returns and says, "We don't accept donations for her girls." Um, and a, as a part of her nonprofit, she wants these girls to feel like you know they're not having to resort to hand me downs. They've got the newest, freshest clothing, accessories, footwear possible. How do you feel about that? Honey, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit like, at first I was like, wow, that's shady Marlo. But then I was like, you know what? I mean, I understand her reasoning behind it. Maybe she should have just been like, you know, Candy, thank you so much. Like maybe she, I, I think if it was me, I would have taken it and then just donated it elsewhere if I genuinely didn't want to give my girls hand-me-downs. But I also feel like, you know, some of those pieces in there were maybe like a Gucci or something. Like Candy had to have some sort of, I mean, a lot of it just looked like Kato's. I'm not going to hold you. Kato fashion. <laughs> but maybe there were some gems in there, and I just wish Marlo would have handled it a little bit. Like, I just wish she would have been a little bit more gracious for it. Like, she really was just like, I don't want that shit. Like, my girls are too good for it. Which, again, I understand her explanation behind it. Like, this wasn't the best fashions. And if you're buying them clothes and stuff from Gucci, Chanel, Fresh, like, new pieces anyway, then yes, why would you match that with these hand-me-downs? I understand the uh, rationale, but it just seemed a little bit cold, like, it won't, like, come on, Marla. She could have taken him to Goodwill or something. I mean, I really, I'm no one to, you know, speak on her community initiatives, what she is accomplishing with her nonprofit. But I did, I'm sorry, I did find it a little bit strange. Um, I just feel like the needs, and I, again, no expert, but just as an outsider looking in, giving my two cents where it's not asked for, it just seems like, you know, there's never too much, especially when you think about how many youth she's probably working with and helping through the system. Um, so it felt strange. It did feel strange as far as, you know, again, as an outsider looking in. Um, I do understand the sentiment, though, because if you're consistently living in a cycle of hand-me-downs, having something that is new, something that is yours, something that was intended for you and you only, I'm sure is a special feeling. And I'm sure that's a feeling that she wants to give these youth, these, these young girls, but it was kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe there would be an opportunity for her to partner with another nonprofit and I don't know, spin the, the, the donations that way. But it just, I don't know. It was very, very odd. I mean, I guess the same argument could be had if hypothetically, if there was someone who wanted to donate X amount of dollars from to her, her nonprofit. Um, uh, but this specific person was, you know, their money wasn't clean. Like, I don't know, the money was coming from a source that was not clean and not, not 100%. It was a sketchy situation. 
Same idea, right? Like if you don't want to accept monetary donations from specific people, from specific companies, for whatever reason, that makes sense. But it was something about the donations. I was like, dang, maybe it was like the sustainability piece. I'm like, all these clothes, like what are we going to do with them? But I mean, it's her prerogative at the end of the day. And it seems like she, you know, is upholding the mission of her nonprofit and, and achieving what she wants to achieve. So no shade at all. It was just my POV on that. Yeah, I get it. I think I see both sides. I think at the end of the day, you know, Candy tried. It just wasn't the right charity <laughs> to give those type of clothes to. I think the reason why I was able to empathize with Marlo is because she was in that situation herself. And she, how she was explaining how, like, you know, it bothered her because she could not have that. And so I think it just goes back to, you know, the feeling of wanting to give the kids what she did not have, you know? So I can't help but respect that. But I do get that it could come off weird, too, which is why I was like the delivery could have been a little bit different. But, honey, when you're Marlo Hampton, child, you got to take it as you can get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So then, honey, we go to breakfast with our two new besties, apparently, Miss Sheree and Kenya. Kenya's Fendi jumpsuit was cute. It was cute. I loved it. I thought it was so, like, day, like, just day she, like, I'm just going to get a little, you know, breakfast sand with the friends. Yes, she was cute. It was black and white, right? White mm-hmm. with the black lettering, black mm-hmm. logo. Yeah, that was cute. I, I, I don't think I love the shoes, but she's she redeemed herself with that one outfit. Yeah, she did. Or at least tried, honey. At least tried. They start getting into some stresses that Kenya is having. And one of the big things I hear is that Kenya Moore hair care, I guess, is a little backed up in delivery because it's coming from China. Yeah. So I think the women touched on a lot of things in the scene. But one of the subjects they talked about was the business, which I love to see. So Kenya, I guess, I don't know. Is Kenya Moore hair care in Walmart currently? Or was that just a quick little... Drop that tea. I didn't know it was in Walmart, if it's in Walmart currently. But it sounds like either way, she was either gearing up to be in Walmart or she was gearing up to put the next collection in there. But it sounds cool. But honey, it sounds like she's going to miss a check if she don't get it handled. Yeah, she's going through it with the whole supply chain issues, uh, which we know are very real in these times. But um, I just love how they were pouring into each other as far as, you know, being black female entrepreneurs um, you know, again, I would just want Sheree to feel that motivation from her castmates as far as what they're achieving business wise and to really just get Sheep by Sheree off the ground finally. Um, so yeah, it was a cute little moment for me. It was the, um, was it the waffle burrito situation? Honey, yeah, it was like a waffle burrito or something. Honey, it looked good. It looked good and it sounded really good. I was like, damn, I want one. Not it leaving me hungry after the fact. Not you starving over here. No, yeah, I thought it was a really cute moment too for them to talk about their businesses. And also it sucked to hear Sheree have so many bad experiences with like, men in the industry that wanted to help but then was you know hiding that behind this idea of really just liking her and wanting to be more like that just sucks on behalf of all men everywhere ladies i am so sorry for my mankind like men are just so disgusting why do you see an opportunity of business with a woman as an opportunity for you to get some fucking pussy like bro chill the fuck out you're so oh it's just so annoying so i was bummed to hear that i really was because that's just fucked up and we know it's definitely an issue honey the good judy lotto when she was releasing her album she went public with the comment that basically 
insinuated or implied rather um, that one of the male artists on her album um, agreed to feature and when it came down to the wire as far as you know sign seal delivering the music he wanted to try to shoot his shot and when his shot missed he was in his feelings so you know i'm just glad that these types of topics are being discussed openly the sexism in business period is very real do we know who that rapper is no no and she actually i remember like she did a couple interviews after the fact and she she didn't regret making the comment, but she regretted in how specific she spoke about it because then it left people wondering. Now, then once the album came out, it was like, okay, is it Wayne? Is it Kodak Black? Is it this person? Is it that person? Um, so it kind of stirred up that drama unnecessarily, but same sentiment as far as men trying to take advantage of women. Um, when we, all we try to do is just conduct some, some damn business and make some damn money. I'm glad that again, that, that she was open and honest about her experiences. What I was gonna add too is, you know, beyond them talking about the businesses, Kenya is really just foreshadowing this fallout with Marlo. I feel like we are on that steady climb to the climax between those two women. Um, I know she brought up her issues again with Sheree, especially because like we mentioned last time, those lines are being drawn, right? So it was giving some recruitment Kenya was trying to get Sheree back on her side because they are in on good terms um, before that whole singles night when she was sick and she had to drop out last minute. But for me, it's foreshadowing. Like we used to do in English class and picking out the excerpts that foreshadowed the next events to come. This scene was very much foreshadow moment. A mean foreshadow. Yeah, I completely agree. It was a great segue into dividing that line even more between Team Kenya versus team marlo i mean i will say i think kenya was make like stretching a little bit when she's like marlo is going around trying to make people to feel like she's a liar and i mean yeah but girl she's she not going around saying you a liar she's just going around saying that hey she don't think you was sick i mean yeah i guess it is technically that you're a liar but i feel like she's making it more like a character assassination type thing as opposed to girl you know how marlo is y'all just fussing so Honey, you're right. It's definitely building up into that, like, disagreement or that um, Team Marlo versus Team Kenya. And, honey, I'm tuned in because I'm Team Marlo. I'm sorry. You can quote AJ Rowe from BRK as Team Marlo, period. I see where your loyalties lie. Mm, I don't play by my Marlo. Honey, welcome to the Hamptons. Okay, in this moment, actually, um, Kenya and Sheree agree to organize a ladies' lunch to get together to talk about their issues which is a very Real Housewives strategy. It's basically to get them in a room and start arguing. A ponderosa, if you will. A mean pondy. So we see the women getting together for lunch, um, which I didn't love that restaurant. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like the, the locations they picked. It's a five church in Charlotte, too. There is a five church in Charlotte. I just mm -hmm. wanted something a little bit more upscale, but we were rolling with it. So in attendance is Marlo. Can no, Candy wasn't there. No, honey, Candy was filming that during a la carte show, bitch, in LA. Okay, we gonna get there. So in attendance was Kenya, Marlo, Sheree, Drew, and Sonya. Mm. We see Drew arrive first, Sonya shortly thereafter. All intentional, I'm sure. Um, they have a cute little kiki in the beginning, just keeping it real friendly, keeping it real surface. Um, then the rest of the ladies begin to arrive. 
You know what I'm gonna say. Marlo and Red. It was giving businesswoman meets devil, devilish that allure, you know? Like she's in the boardroom, but she also might cut you. <laughs> yeah, she's in the boardroom, but she also might cut you in one good time. Literally, honey, the material just it was giving I don't not suede, but just something the material just seemed so nice and <sighs> that bitch is just so iconic. Like she's sickening. It's a look the archive special. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have Kenya Moore. And your favorite wig of hers. Okay, first of all, that's a different piece. I am standing firm in that. That is a different piece. Honey, they cut from the same cloth. It, it is cut from the same cloth, but that piece was different. Also, her outfit sucked. Did you see it? Honey, what was the outfit? It was a two-piece, like a suit jacket and a skirt, I want to say. Either gingham or like black and white check. The sleeves were very, very odd. It was so not cute. That wig was a freaking mess. I'm taken aback by like, right now Kenya is striking out more than she's hitting these home runs. And I really just need her to get, her and her team, to really just get it together because it's really not that difficult to put a decent outfit together. Like how are you striking out so poorly? That I don't understand. She's giving pretty girl syndrome heavy because I just don't understand how she has good moments sometimes, but then other times it's just like, why are you wearing that? And that wig is so unnecessary. You have a hair care line, Kenya Moore Hair Care. If I see that wig, I'm not going to buy any hair care from you because I'm going to be like, honey, my hair going to look like a bird nest. No shade. That wig is just not good. It was terrible, and she knew it too. It was so bad, and she knew it. But I will say she's also playing up the sick piece as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was like, you know what, I'm going to look a mess, and that's going to add to me still being sick, honey. All the drama, the antics, if you will. So if that's the role that she's playing for this scene, to look a mess because she feels like a mess, quote unquote, then she looked a mess, and she played the part. That's a dumb strategy, but <laughs> I digress. So what, okay, so remind me, what did we discuss in this scene? So honey, first off, they start talking about the divide again. Kenya feels like she wants to address Marlo, and you know, talk about like the lies and saying that she's not sick when she really is. Like she does like she was coughing and saying that she is sick, da 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 And basically wanted to address Marlo and say, you know, Marlo is lying on her, and talk about her behind her back. And Marlo's point was, I'm saying everything to your face. Like, I'm not saying it behind your back. You are, she said, you are a liar. I think you are a liar. I think you're lying now. Honey, that's what she said. And in Marlo's defense, whatever she feels, she's going to say it behind your back and to your face. She don't just talk behind her back. So, honey, she had to let her know how she feel. And then they got into it about that wig, honey. It was um, Marlo calling Kenya saying that she looked like she sell Mary Kay for a living. Oh. You know what? With the outfit, too, it really did. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so, no, yeah, so the women are just going at it. <laughs> I mean, they will not let it die as far as, was Kenya sick? Was she not? Like, is she a good friend? Is she not? Um, and then Marlo's opinion back and forth. We're just seeing that continue to bubble up and bubble over. Um, and I just know, I just know, we there's going to be a big blow-up moment between those two women, even though Kenya is starting to try at least trust Marlo again um well actually on both sides they're both trying to to trust each other and lean into a friendship now that Marlo's actually on cast um but it's just giving oil and water and then on the other side of the table damn Sonia and Drew again if I hear this conversation again about mommy nation uninvited invited all of that nonsense I'm a scream 
Honey, it's giving that drama. Again, though, I am on Sonya's side. Like, I really don't fuck with Drew. Drew just seems fake. And, honey, even Sonya through Shade is was like, maybe she's acting that way because she gets gaslit. Honey, that was a little bit harsh. That was a little bit harsh. But I do feel like it's just a constant fighting and fussing for no reason. Like, I feel like, Sonya, if you express how you feel, know that Drew is either going to take it or not take it. If she ain't going to take it, keep it pushing. They're still dwelling on it. And it's just frustrating because it's like, why are we dwelling on it? Honey, it gets so bad that Drew has to leave. But what I didn't understand was the comment about her new nipple. Like, what were they talking about? Did she get a boob job or something? I guess maybe a part of her mommy makeover. Maybe there was like a breast lift or something. I don't know. What we also saw during that exchange between the two women is Sonya is going to host a trip to Nike headquarters, I believe. And I think it's still unclear if Drew is, was, or will be invited to that trip. Um, so I am staying tuned for that. I just want their situation to evolve. Like, I feel like it's just getting pretty stale. And I, I know Sonya's tired of it. Drew can go all day, unfortunately. <laughs> she can go all day on some stupid shit. But um, I really just want them to move forward or just argue about something new, something, something else. Please, because I'm getting bored at this point. It's like either y'all go be friends or you're not. And it works in their favor to probably not be friends because then Sonya will be with Marlo and then Drew will be with Kenyon. And it'll just work for the whole narrative show. Mm-hmm. You know how Bravo do and Andy. Honey, Andy. Honey, shout out to Mr. Cohen. So... That's how that basically ended, you know. Um, Sonya's going to bring Marlo and Sheree with her to Portland, Oregon. Um, and they're going to go to the Nike factory. So that's going to be cute. So hopefully we'll get some content from that. Um, and that was the end of a messy brunch. They tried to throw a little shade at Candy and the vibrating panties again, which... <laughs> Where Candy is currently during the episode didn't help because she's filming for a show called A La Carte and she's talking about vibrators. Coming to all black, honey. Coming to all black. So, child, always getting the check, but, honey, sometimes it's a freaky check, too. <laughs> Not a freaky check, honey. Them Benjamins be freaky. They be freaky. Swerk them Benjamins. Overall, honey, it was a cute episode. We did end on a sad note with Marlo's sister's um, mental health taking a turn for the worse and her not agreeing to inpatient care even after you know the boys asking them and 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 talking to her about it that was really heartbreaking to watch and it looked like it really did bother marlo too yeah it was very heartbreaking i mean we see her literally trying to hold it together for her nephews but breaking down on that phone call i think from what she was saying her sister not only wasn't cooperating but was actually coming at marlo for you know, I guess her opinion of the whole situation and how she's handling it and not appreciating Marlo as that, you know, sister who's holding it down while she's figuring it out. Honey, so we're just going to pray for the Hampton family. Um, I hope that, you know, her sister will continues to find healing. And for the sake of those boys, because they are really just hanging in there. But luckily, they do have their Monty Marlo, who's really just holding it down. So again, Another moment where we see Marlo just being extremely genuine and vulnerable, which we love to see when it comes to these ladies. And it was a sad note to end the episode, but again, it just adds to that overall story of how her life is kind of unfolding in this present moment. It does. It was very sad to watch, but I'm glad that we're seeing this side of Marlo so that 
next week when we see her and Kenya go at it, we can remember that she also has a soft side with her nephew. Yeah, it's going to be soft and hard at the same time. Okay, honey, a multi-layered woman. We've said mm-hmm. that. She's human. She is human. Human. Why? Why? Tell them you're a human, Marlo. Wow. So now you see. Honey, multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Well, I already know who my peach of the week is. Do you want me just to go ahead and go? Please drop it off. Honey, I hate to be a cliche, but I'm going to have to do it for the second week in a row to my girl, Miss Marlo. Because those layers are just peeling through in every sense of the word. I mean, at the beginning, we were at the Expo Empowering Women talking about her charity that looks after young girls who are in foster care. And then at the end of the episode, you see her having a very challenging family issue with her sister who is mentally ill, won't get any help, and who's also not in a healthy space to be able to take care of the kids. And she's still staying there being strong. So for me, the fact that she was the bookend of this episode tells me that she deserves that peach more than any housewife up here. And she worked the hardest for it, if you want to be frank. So my feature of the week for the second week in a row goes to none other than Miss Marlo Fendi Stallion, Lay Archive, Hampton. That was pretty convincing. Um, So, I mean, I'm not going to take away from Marlo as your peak of the week pick. Um, But I am actually going to give my peach to Sheree. I feel like Sheree has a tendency to cloud her image a bit. She likes to present as if, you know, everything's peachy keen, if you will, if you get that reference, peach. Um, Like she's got it all together. I mean, we've definitely seen her struggle throughout the seasons, in this season particularly, but I just feel like she really just pulled back the veil on a lot of different parts of her life in this episode. I mean, for one, she's actually openly talking about She by Sheree. If we flash back to that reunion when Andy's asking her about the business, all she could tell us was jogger, spring, summer, September. Like, it, it, you know, again, she wanted to maintain the facade that everything is all good with the business. In this episode, we hear a little bit more about the challenges that she's been facing in the past, in the present, and potentially the future, but how she's really pushing through to to pick that business up and to, and to turn that into a legacy for her kids. Number two, Mr. Tyrone. Again, I dropped off that conspiracy theory for y'all to really just kiki and ponder on, but all in all, ultimately, it's not easy navigating through a relationship, whether it be locked up or free. A man is a man, and who knows what she's really dealing with behind the scenes, but I love when she goes on record with her therapist um, on the episode. She's done it before last season, and we see it again this season. Um, And yeah, and then on top of that, I think she's really continuing to open up to the women um, because it's one thing to open up to the audience and to the viewers and to be totally vulnerable in that regard, but to really open up and reach out for help and accept help from these women who sometimes you really can't trust them, right? Like when you're not in the room, you don't know what they're gonna say. You don't know how they're gonna spin your storyline, um, what you're going through on record. So she's really just opening up in a way that I really appreciate that comes off as genuine. And I just empathize with her because life be life is sometimes, but we just gotta push through. Um, so for my peach of the week, the peach tree, the peach juice, all of the above to keep it peachy keen, is going to Sheree Whitfield. Okay, so Miss Whitfield and Miss Hampton are our Peaches of the Week. Come to our Instagram. Let us know who you think should get the Peach of the Week for BRK this week. Should it be 
Miss Marlo Hampton, my peach of the week. Or should it be Miss Sheree Whitfield, Precious Peach of the Week? Honey, two great choices. Two iconic women, if I must say. Very solid. Yeah, and they're friends too, so they're going to kiki with their peaches anyway. Honey, old school, old school peaches. All right, well, this is a cute little episode. I'm excited for next week. I think, you know, this Kenya marlo battle is is bound to boil over um based on the teaser so i'm excited honey hopefully we'll get some crazy tea to have to kiki about you have any closing thoughts uh my closing thoughts is that i'm just staying tuned i'm gonna continue to kiki with my good judy age <laughs> we got some judy's bitch honey, and with all of y'all you know where to find us brk pod period Um, continue to listen in and interact with our social media. We love, um, to entertain you guys and just to have you guys along for the ride. So I'm tuned the book in honey. Same. Well, until next week, I'll see you around. Alrighty. Bye. Double kisses. Thanks for listening to black reality. Kiki like, and subscribe for more from your favorite black reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.